This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. On our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, the voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers, Chris Blair. Chris, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. And uh, I was telling Bob, what a run it's been for LSU athletics, okay? You win uh, the bowl game to start the season. And then you have the, the women's basketball team hold up the trophy at the end of the season. LSU uh, baseball hold up the trophy at the end of the season. We're talking about what happened over the weekend in Budapest with Shakira Richardson, Vernon Norwood, who uh, went to Morgan City High School right down the road from where we both sort of grew up. And Mondo Duplantis, maybe one of the greatest track athletes to ever go to LSU. Man, what a run it's been for LSU athletics. Well, Mike and uh, Cannon, it's good to, to be with you again. And, you know, you guys have been around uh, LSU a lot longer than I have, uh, only eight years now here in the boot. But uh, it's, you know, one of the most recognized brands in all of college sports. But I think many could put a pretty good argument together that the brand's never been hotter. Uh, I mean, everywhere you look, it, it seems to me, People want to get a piece uh, of LSU and, and put their brand right beside LSU. Uh, you know, whether it's Cardi B wearing Angel Reese's basketball jersey or, uh, yep. you know, people who were following the, the College World Series uh, who, who maybe didn't have a dog in the fight between Florida and, and LSU. Um, you know, we, we've just heard and seen from so many people that right now LSU is absolutely red hot. You know, uh when you look at now fans obviously what's coming up and the whole world uh, the whole i said the world the whole nation's going to be looking upon lsu and florida state uh in your opinion how much has lsu changed since brian kelly's uh first game when lsu uh, lost to florida state last year 24 to 23 you look at the opportunities there but uh, it, to me it's like almost night and day and how lsu the perception we just seem way more stable. Uh, I mean, uh, doesn't it seem like uh, that we didn't know what was going to happen last year, but I think we can kind of walk in there with a lot of confidence, even though uh, uh, Florida State, uh, look, two top ten uh, matchups. And uh, to say the least, LSU has not had Florida State's number in history. Uh, I didn't realize this, uh, that LSU last beat Florida State in 1982. Shoot, I was still playing in college. <laughs> So, and, and they've only played 10 times now, but they've only won two. So, uh, th 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 now, that doesn't mean anything with this game. 
But, uh, but what a great measure and stick to kick off his season going against Florida State. And for both teams. Yeah. <laughs> for both of them. Yeah, no doubt, guys. I mean, I look back to last year, kind of the storyline was closer uh, to the glory days of Papa Bowden. Is, is this the year they make that move? Uh, and for LSU, obviously, his first-year head coach trying to put it all together with a, you know, 30-some scholarship players when he arrived in Baton Rouge. And now you fast-forward to this matchup where I think both teams have more answers than questions like a year ago. And as you said, they're preseason top ten, number eight and number five. And I think there are expectations from both fan bases. You know, LSU goes out in year one, and Coach Kelly puts them way ahead of schedule uh, on the rebuild or the climb back up by winning the SEC West. Uh, Florida State kind of stumbled on the back end of that ACC schedule, but they got a ten-win season, finished with a bowl victory over Oklahoma. And I think, Bobby, your first question the difference for me watching practice and the scrimmage I took in last Saturday, you know, it seemed like in year one there was a lot of explanation on and off the field about, okay, guys, we're asking you to do this. This is why, how it relates to football, how it relates to making us a better team. We need you to be here at this time, and this is what we're going to ask you to do, and this is how you practice. Kind of all of that stuff's kind of been settled now. So it appears to me LSU's preparation, especially during fall camp, was a lot more efficient and guys exactly knowing where they're supposed to be, why they're supposed to be there. And it appears that the coaching staff spent more time in fall camp this year coaching up players and developing players, developing the position groups, and overall developing a team. And to me, that's been the biggest difference. It's a very efficient group. In fact, I would argue that LSU probably practices on the field less than they used to, but I think they get more out of it. Now, uh, you know, when I look at, obviously, you look at your opponent and where they're at, and uh, look, we're not going to have Mason Smith available. Well, they have their uh, Mason Smith available and, uh, and Jared uh, Verze. Uh, you look at uh, number zero, where he's at, but I, I didn't realize uh, that Florida State was this efficient uh, last year on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, one of the best defenses, and uh, I saw where they were ranked 14th in yards allowed, uh, 20th in, in points allowed. So uh, so what is your take on that? Because, you know, we think in uh, LSU's offense is going to have success. We're highly confident in Jane Daniels where they're at and, and where the offensive line's at. But, uh, boy, if we can have, uh, you know, great success, uh, that, that that's a, a, going against a pretty good um, – Florida State defense, uh, what, uh, their linebacker, Tatum, uh, how you say his name, Mike, uh, Bethune or something, B-E-T-H-U-N-E. And then I'm looking at, at Cypress, their defensive back. So, no, the LSU has studs, but so does Florida State. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody comes into this matchup and you start with, obviously, Jaden Daniels and Travis Jordan, the two quarterbacks. Um, you know, Florida State returning uh, the running back that kind of took over Trey Benson. We only saw him carry it 15 times in the opener last year, but as the season went along, he became the stalwart running back right. for the Seminoles. Oh, really good. And then their receiving core out on the corners are like six seven and six four. So we talk <laughs> a lot about the offense, and obviously LSU and the league neighbors and Jaden Daniels and the. Uh, but I think you have a solid point, Bobby, in the fact that when you look at these defenses and the playmakers that are out there defensively. And I think, you know, one of the big storylines obviously will be Jordan and Daniels battling at quarterback. 
But I think, you know, again, as you pointed out, their defensive edge rusher is elite, as Coach Kelly said today. And Harold Perkins Jr. is elite at what he does. And I think that there's going to be some exciting plays made on the defensive side of the football because I don't expect any changes overall from what Florida State did last year, not only against LSU, but all season. And I think Matt House this year, with some of the weapons he has coming back, has a a few more tools he can go to as far as the playbook is concerned. And it all starts with with Harold Perkins because, as Coach Kelly said earlier today in the press conference, he's going to be out there. And he may be at different spots. He may be towards the boundary, maybe towards the field. He may be inside. He's going to make everybody on every snap guess where Harold Perkins is coming from. So um, I think the defense has a chance to, for both teams really to impact this game in a big way and, and I think make it tough at times for both offenses. And, uh, you know, Chris, uh, you know, obviously everyone looks at the quarterback position and you might have a, a stud quarterback like you look at the USC uh, versus San Jose State, and, and you look at the Heisman winner, and then, but I think in this game, uh, future maybe Heisman winners uh, are in the Heisman conversation. I should say, like Jane Daniels, and then also Jordan Travis. I, I didn't realize that uh, Jordan Travis was the highest graded quarterback last season by Pro Football Focus, where he basically produced like 280 scrimmage yards uh, per game. So uh, well, th- that'll be interesting to see because, you know, mistakes come about. How can you protect the football? When you're talking about one team versus another, this is almost like the playoffs before the playoffs considering just the quarterback matchup between Jane Daniels and uh, or Jordan Travis. Yeah, I mean, Travis, I mean, both of the guys really, when you break it down and look at the experience and number of staff, snaps they have between them, you know, it doesn't it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a, a football genius right. to figure out. That's why their numbers are what they are. I mean, I think this is, I want to say, six years for uh, Travis Jordan, who again started at Louisville, but he's played four years. He's been with Florida State four full years now, so this will be his fifth as a Seminole. And then, of course, we know the story of Jaden Daniels. But, you know, I think both of these guys are in the preseason Heisman conversation. Yep. Along with several others across the country. And what better way to start the season? And I think, you know, the quarterback that plays the best, and we all know that, you know, individual play is one thing, but you're also going to be judged on how your team does. I think after week number one, the winning quarterback of this game, I think, gets a couple of steps ahead as far as being in that Heisman race for 2023. Chris, when I look at it personnel-wise, the the difference I see – is the stability now that both teams have at quarterback. And, and you, brought, you brought up with Jordan and then certainly with Jaden here. But with LSU, if something would happen to, to uh, Jaden, you got Garrett Nussmeyer. The other part is offensive line play. Florida State returns five of their top six offensive linemen from a year ago. So does LSU. Now, I know Coach O in the past, he had talked about that, that we've got to get that better, that offensive line, and to build up not only starters but depth because you're going to have injuries there. I think from a year ago, that's the big difference. I think both teams had pretty good defenses uh, to start the season last year, but it's the offensive line play and the stability at quarterback that I think has really made the difference in why both these teams are top 10 teams today. Well, Mike, if you go back to last year's game, 
the first half, of course, it was, you know, a close game, although it looked just by watching it that Florida State was playing so much better. They obviously had one game in week zero under their belt. But it was a lot of Travis Jordan improvising, stretching yep. plays, making some plays with his feet. On and third of course, down. In the second half, <laughs> on third down, exactly. And in the second half, it became the Jaden Daniels show. We all kind of got introduced to his skill set because he did a lot of things uh, improvised to help LSU, you know, battle back and, and have a chance at the end, uh, minus the block point after, to go to overtime. Now I think because all the experience, we talked about their numbers, we talked about what they did last year leading their teams, and now you put around them, again, both teams, a lot of good skill players. You know, one of the challenges for me is the play-by-play announcer just watching the scrimmage last week, this rotation of eight or nine receivers that are all super talented, led by Malik Neighbors. So, again, with both offensive lines, as you say, coming back with experience, a little more depth, obviously talent for both both teams. You know, I think now some of that pressure is off of Travis Jordan and Jaden Daniels. And I think we saw Jaden kind of get more mature, trust his receivers as the season went along last year. And from all indications, he's not only leading by example, by the way he preps, the way he watches film and what he does in practice, they're talking about him being a vocal leader, and this is his team. And if he's got trust in Malik Neighbors and and, and, and Bryant and Hilton uh, and Lacey and Mason Taylor and a whole stable of tight ends, as well as finding that running back, maybe one or two, that can be the playmaker in the backfield. I mean, I think it really sets up for, for both, of, um, both of these quarterbacks, based on who they have around them, to be successful. And who knows? I mean, we talked about defense. I think. And, hey, Chris, uh, you bring in uh, special teams. Uh, we can't be any worse. <laughs> And, uh, and I'm optimistic uh, that LSU special teams, it won't be a liability. It might end up being a strength. I know first things first, got to be able to feel a punt or a kick. You can't fumble it. And then uh, when you got to, you know, you should be able to go to the bathroom if you kick an extra point, and it should be good, or even a, a shorter type field goal. But uh, I'm actually confident this year, considering how the game ended last year in the Superdome, we're now going to be at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. But uh, I, I don't think the special teams will be a, a Achilles heel for LSU this year. No, it's been fun to watch. I mean, we you know got out to practice at the start of fall camp, and everybody that was out there was paying attention to punt return and kick return and uh, making sure, number one, they, they caught the football. And right. not only that, and I say that in jest, not only that, there is continuity – that we talked about in, in Coach Kelly, his second year. Both Mike Denbrock and, and Matt House, the coordinators are there. That's important. And, and you have the returning players, I think 15 returning players, 15 starters for LSU on both offense and defense. But don't forget the returners and special teams. And, you know, it goes to Jay Bramblett, who I think is poised to have a great year and, and maybe get a chance to, to be successful at the next level as the punter. Uh, for the Tigers this year. Damian Ramos, by all indications, has been phenomenal during right. fall camp as the place kicker. But Aaron Anderson, the transfer from Alabama, right here in Louisiana, comes back to LSU, and, and everybody has told me, you know, watch out. This kid is electric with a ball in his hands in special teams on both punt returns and kick returns. And then Coach Kelly said the off-ball receiver on kickoffs will be Caleb Jackson and and the freshman from right here in Baton Rouge was impressive during the scrimmage last week with a touchdown run and, and then a catch for 75 yards. So, you know, I think the continuity that starts at the top 
you can't take for granted the continuity well, that LSU has in special teams this year. And, uh, Chris, uh, now I'm going to go a little old school on this, and uh, I think we can have a significant return. We might take it to the house and then the impact you can have. I can remember I'm in Dallas, and all of a sudden I want to say the Oregon Ducks were ranked fourth in the nation. LSU's playing in Jerry's World against the Oregon Ducks, and Honey Badger was freaking awesome. <laughs> Who's not with the Saints? Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, uh, looking at the return game and just – you know, scoop and score, just uh, just creating uh, stuff. So uh, th- that I, that I think that I'll tell you, look at Anderson and what he can bring to the table. I would not be surprised from the get-go that he has an explosive play, very similar to impact the game, almost like uh, now you got to do it like a honey badger, like Tyron Matthew. I'll never forget we kick organs behind. And then, Michael, who was the DN? Marquevious Mingo. Marquevious Mingo, and all of a sudden, uh, what was that? Co- Chip Kelly's like, Chip man, Kelly's I don't like, have nobody hey, like yeah, that. Well, well, we don't have nobody like that, and Oregon <laughs> thought they were pretty good, but, but, but not so fast. i never forget that game because that's on the national stage, and this is on the national stage. You want to talk about setting the tone and getting the country's attention. How about uh, you have explosive plays and do it in Florida State's backyard. I know it's not in Tallahassee, but still Orlando. Uh, I think that'd be a great showing. So, now you got to go out there and do it. But but I'm looking at I think we can have an explosive uh, play in the return game that we not, might not be counting on. Well, again, I mean, I think, can you imagine if LSU this season, knock on wood, doesn't have any costly mistakes in the special teams game? I mean, the right. simple mistakes. And on top of that, the Lanyap, if we're able to get a couple of big plays. Out yeah. of special teams, but I think I think they have the personnel to do it, and uh, you know you could tell when Coach Kelly was asked about it today in his press conference. He gets it. Uh, he talked about how the, the mistakes last year, and 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 they've tried to you know cover it in depth, in detail. I like the fact that you know it's kind of special teams by committee. Every uh, several coaches that that are integral to each position within the special teams unit. And they have put a lot of emphasis on it. So, yeah, it'd be great if they could make a couple of plays and win, the, win those hidden yards uh, yep. and kick coverage and, and maybe get some points on the board when the ball comes their way. One of the things, Chris, is uh, I think if you looked at just pure talent, Harold Perkins, you know, arguably the best player on the team. But the guy right, if he turns his head just a little bit, is Will Campbell. People don't realize how – you know, they talk about skill players. Well, to me, a skill player is a six foot six, three hundred ten pound left tackle that, as an eighteen year old, is starting for your football team. No, that's skilled. Uh, that's not a lot of guys yeah. that can walk off of a high school campus and he becomes your starting left tackle. Will Campbell is an elite offensive tackle, not only in the SEC, but I'm talking about in all of college football. And we're talking about a guy that just played one season. Uh, he came to our pro football camp, and he's trying to teach some of these 15-, 16-year-olds how to play tackle. I've never seen a big man that can move like that. I mean, he's got some movement skills that is freakish for a big man. And he's, he's such a huge guy. He's powerful. But it's his movement skills that really separate him from maybe other bigger guys that have played at LSU. Yeah, I mean, you heard Coach Kelly talk about it today. I mean, he's going to wear the patch number seven. He can't wear the number on the jersey due to NCAA rules. But, 
you know, our mutual friend Gordy Rush had a great point today and talked about the impact that, that Campbell is having and will have. And when you think about some of the guys from North Louisiana, which puts out a ton of highly talented, yep. uh, just kind of freakish linemen, especially offensive line, and the pipeline that Nick Saban was able to get out of North Louisiana, carried it with him when he was here at LSU and, and kept those contacts. And, and Gordy made the point today that, you know, you think about the impact that, that a guy like Campbell's having in his freshman year starting at left tackle along with Emory Jones, two true freshmen starting on the line and, and getting baptized by fire in the SEC last season. And towards the end of the year, I mean, you were looking at Will Campbell, his footwork, his protection on the backside of his quarterback against some of the best edge rushers in all of college football. And it wasn't as if, okay, he's holding his own. As the season went on, he was dishing out some punishments. And, you know, again, it could be great for Will, great for LSU, and I think the impact down the road, to Gordy's point, is that that will help Coach Kelly and his staff make those inroads to that important part of the recruiting piece for LSU. And it's all symbolized by a young man by the name of Will Campbell, who's the honorary number seven for LSU this year. Even better part, you got a guy in Zalen's herd hollering right behind him. So, Chris, man, because he's he's got some talent now. Chris, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Man, we really appreciate it. Can't wait to hear you Sunday night as LSU plays Florida State, and you can hear that game live right here on the Big 870. Go Tigers, Chris. (laughs) Go Tigers. Always love visiting with you guys. Take care. Thanks so much. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.